Yo, we are back once again. This is the Wu Tang Podcast. It is I, Singar Superior. And for this episode, I got my man Trife Diesel on with me. Trife, what's good with you? Everything's good, you know, just maintaining, enjoying life. You know, the album's out right now, and I'm just cooling right now. You heard? Cool, cool, man. Yeah, Project, the Project Pope 2, dope project. Um, Came yes, out indeed. recently and whatnot. Um, and I mean, you've been busy, man. I know you recently came off tour not too long ago, and you recently just yeah, uh, had yeah. an album release party, I think, in Queens and everything like that. So, um, yes, so, sir. Yeah. So, how was all that? How was the tour, and how was the uh, the release party for you? Um, the tour was good. You know, we did what about eight cities, like in the Midwest, like Minnesota, Indiana, Kansas City, um, Chicago, Green Bay. So yeah, it was a nice reaction. The crowd was loving it, and um, they accepted the the um the response to the records that I did perform. I hit them with a um, couple of old stuff, and then I hit them with my new stuff. So yeah, it was good. And um, the after party, I mean the album release party was dope. Method Man was there. Terminology came through. There was a few few celebs in the building, and we just did what I did. You know what I mean? We celebrated the release of the album, and right now the response to the whole album is real good. You know. Right, right, man. Yeah, man. Um, congrats on everything. Um, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Oh, no doubt. And um, you know, before we get started, I want, I want to, you know, I want to go back um a little bit. Uh, you know, talk about your background, and everything. Like, I know you've been doing that quite a bit lately with some of the interviews and whatnot. But um, no doubt. Uh, I want to tell you a story real quick. So, I remember, um, shit, it had to be like two thousand six, two thousand seven, okay. maybe. Um, and you, uh, you and you, you and Ghostface were on tour. It was like around the time of Fishgale. I think Fishgale okay. uh, wasn't. I don't think it was out. Yeah, I think uh, he uh, Ghostface was probably doing a radio for. run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. So you, so y'all, so y'all stopped through at the Sonar in Baltimore. So I'm from Baltimore. Got and, you. Um, got you. Yeah. So um, I remember it's my first. It was my first time seeing Ghostface. So I, I was like 16 at the time and shit. So, okay. Um, yeah, so both of y'all, so you know, so when when Ghost came out, both of y'all came out and shit, and uh, y'all opened up a cocaine trafficking and everything no like that. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I remember, and obviously because of the Baltimore reference, probably or whatever. And um, y'all I think we movies? had the we had the Yankee. I had a Yankees jerseys on or something. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, cause I'm trying to remember that. Yeah, I think like, we had the Yankee jerseys on. I had a Yankee jersey on that night. I, I remember that night. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I know like yeah, Ghost like he, you know, he he kind of like left or whatever like that. But you kind of stuck around to talk to the people. I remember I came up to you uh, on the stage and I was like just kind of heckling you about like your album and everything like that. And you just told me like you just you were just mad cool with me. You was like, yo, it was coming soon, it's coming soon, shorty, and everything like that. And it, it eventually okay. came. So uh, so okay. I just want to say yeah, that y'all just uh, thank you for uh, you know being. I mean, just let me talk to you for a little bit, chopping it up with you and everything like that. Nah, it's all good, you know, because I gotta you know reach out to the fans and. The people, you know, we regular people, even though we still artists and everything, but we still we still regular down to earth people. And so the so the album came out um, better late than never. And um, yep. I'm curious to know. Um, so 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 do you see the Project Pope two as your second official release, like album release, or do you uh, see it as like another like you know three or four something like that? No, nah, this is like my second official release. Um, the Project Pope one came out around the time better late than never so it was like a it was like something before i put out better late than never so uh i called it the project pope 2 based on that and i just needed a title and it felt like the way in the days hip-hop and everything i had to take on the project pope to give y'all a message 
in the in the hip hop world. So I, that's why I named it the Project Pope, and it's part two. So I just had a message that I wanted to relate to the world, and that's why the title. I felt the title was fitting for the project, so I called it the Project Pope, and this is the part two of it. You know. I can see that just based on the subject matter, you like between, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you kind of, you know, you stick with like um, a particular kind of subject matter, like, but it evolves over time throughout like the first Project Pope, Project Pope 2 and like Better Late no Than Never and everything like that. Um, no doubt. Um, but so, because I, I know that you're, you're also working like on another project, Trial and Error. Are you still working yes. on that project? Yeah, I'm still working on that. Um, I'm probably going to put that out like in October. I got like, because I recorded the Project Pope two and that record at the same time so i had enough content for both projects and the only reason i put like a lot of songs on the project pope two is because um i wanted to give the people some a lot of my work because i ain't been in the game i've been in the game but i've been behind the scenes i ain't put nothing out in a long time so i felt that i wanted to give the people enough amount of music you know, to let them know that um, I've still been working. And for the long wait, I gave y'all like 14 songs on here. But yeah, I'm working on Trial and Error. I'm still working on it right now. And I'm probably going to put it out like in October. And that album is going to be like a more personal album. And that's going to let y'all really know like what I've been doing in that little time span from Better Late Than Never until now. And that's also the reason that the... Um, the title trial and error because you know I, I went through a lot of things and you know as me growing from that age until the age i am now you know i made a lot of mistakes and you know it was like a trial period in my life so it's trial and error you had to do something over and over to get it get it right so that's the aspect of the album so that album trial and error is going to be like more of a personal album and in-depth story of my life so that's why i named it trial and error and the concept of the album is just tell you about my life and what was going on during the times that I've been away and things like that. Word, word. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that uh, recently you also dropped um, like a little, like a little Lucy uh, Vanilla Daiquiris. Yeah, because I'm just, um, I'm, you're going to be getting a lot of music here and there, like throughout the um, following weeks, just dropping songs here and there. I got, I just shot a video for, um, the Untold Scrolls record on my album Project Pope 2 and I dropped in multimedia. I shot two videos for that. And yeah, I'm going to just be dropping singles here and there just to give people, just to stay consistent and just put out a lot of content um, throughout the process because, you know, every day everybody putting out new music. So just to stay relevant and just keep the fans um, satisfied with the music. So I'll be dropping like songs probably every other week or every week just to um stay consistent and give the fans what they've been missing so vanilla daiquiris that was produced by my man djm80 um and that was just a song he gave me slid me the beat and i the um i just started writing and it was talking about what's going on in today today's world and the name of the song he i guess he made the beat so it sounded like vanilla daiquiris like you know laid back cool but um, I just named it Vanilla Daiquiris because that's the name of the beat that he sent it to me. But I wrote it don't have nothing to do about Vanilla Daiquiris. But I like the way the um the name of the the name the name of the song the, the beat sounded. So I just kept it Vanilla Daiquiris. And um, that's that's really this is my plan though. Like the songs that I do drop in the interim, 
following up the trail. Never, I probably like the Vanilla Daiquiri is the first one. Then I'm gonna drop another one, another one. And I'm by the time I finish dropping the last song during that period, it's gonna be like an EP. So I'm gonna put out a free EP to the peoples, put it out there, and give y'all another body of work too at the same time before I even drop um trial and error and that that little ep will be produced entirely entirely by my man dj m82 as well okay yeah because um i, I want to ask you i want to talk to you a bit more about dj m80 but um so so that so so like the ep that you're working with is uh, working with him on is that going to be um the part a part two to a uh, diesel fluid nah we just i probably that that could be it could be um diesel fluid part two you know what i'm saying um, yeah, I might do it like that. Like you did say it like that, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I might drop a diesel fluid, you know, chapter two or um, you know, episode two, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, I could do that. But yeah, and it, the whole project's gonna be produced by M eighty, you know. I'm just big up my man M eighty, you know, he's a good brother, talented producer, you know what I mean? He he's God put him in my life for a certain reason and uh, I just feel like he's a good we like on some gangstar shit, he the primo, and I'm like Google, and you know what I mean. And we gonna just you gonna be hearing a lot from me and DJ Maybe. Word. Yeah, it seems like you guys have like a have like a lot of chemistry and um and like uh exactly. It seems like I don't know because the vanilla daiquiri it has like a certain kind of energy to it. I, it's it's hard no for me doubt. to explain it, but I mean I guess you were just maybe just in a different mode and just like the way that beat. Uh, kind of rise and i, I was exactly. listening to uh to a recent interview that you did um and you were talking about how you had dj m80 like remix the project pope too too if i'm correct yeah yeah because he um you know i just he mixed the whole thing yeah he, so he mixed it down because you know like i had it was a sound in a different way but i didn't want to put it out unless until i had the clarity and the, like the strong like if you hear the way it knocks it didn't have that knock until I linked up with M80 and he brought the beat, the beats to life. He brought my my words to life. He brought my energy, my sound. He brought everything to life. So yeah, yeah, he's a good, well-rounded producer, DJ, and you know we gonna be forming a tag team duo. Like you know what I'm saying, we gonna you gonna be hearing a lot from me and M80, definitely. So how did you meet M80? And because um, I was about to say, you guys have this, this chemistry, and it kind of seems like he's like one of your like you know like one like one of your main collaborators right now at this point. Exactly, exactly. Um, I met him. I met him like probably like I would say like ten years ago. I met him around my birthday. We met in um we met in Atlantic City. We met in Atlantic City. It was a fabulous pool party at the Harris Casino, and we just kicked it off from then. You know what I'm saying? He had a C B C D. That's when, you know, DJs and producers used to run around with CDs and, you know, he passed me off a CD and um, he had beats on there. He did a couple of beats. He did the John Wall song. You know what I'm saying? We got a whole lot of things that's not even unreleased. But, yeah, I met him like 10 years ago and um, we just been in contact ever since then. But lately we reconnected and um, we just connected around this time and we just came back together and um yeah that's what it is the relationship even grew tighter now that we after we got off the tour i took him on tour with me and we built it like a brotherhood like so we was we was on the road we in the studio while we was on the road and we lived in the house we lived, had we dormed in the same house while we was on the road and we would just get up every day we eat breakfast 
then we'll just go straight to the studio and we'll just be collabing. So that's why the chemistry, it feels like between me and M80 is like that because it's like me and him, we really sit down in the studio and, you know, really work together. So that's why it feels like the chemistry is there. Because, you know, like, People like, you know, nowadays with the internet and all that, people just send beats over through the internet and then you'll go record them. But with me and M80, it's like more organic. We'll sit down together and we'll record songs in the same atmosphere. We'll be in the studio together making these records and stuff. So that's why the chemistry is like that, because we're there doing the songs exactly the old format, like back in the days format where the DJ, the producer, would be in the studio together, you know what I mean? The essence of hip-hop. So that's why when you say the chemistry is there, the chemistry is there because we're taking it back to the essence of the producer and the MC being in the same room recording these records and developing the sound, you know what I'm saying? Sharing ideas, bouncing them back and forth, and yo, yeah, I think we should do this. All right, boom, yeah, 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 that's right. Let's, all right, go in the booth and do it that way, you know what I mean? So it's on some Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg shit type shit. Right, right, right. I feel you. Uh, um, uh, and, and you know, it's like uh, speaking on like, you know, like taking it back to the essence and everything like that. You were um, saying just not too long ago about like putting out, um, you know, songs, uh, you know, frequently and everything like that to like, you know, kind of stay like stay out there and everything like that, since that's what you had to do these days. And um, I'm curious to know, like, you know, for you, like, I mean, you, you, you've had such a long career and you've seen like the game change in so many like so many ways. Um, how how do you feel about how do you feel about that? Because I mean, you know, knowing like you know, just knowing your work and everything like that, you are a person who really um who uh, who really sees like you know building like a like a full album, a full project as like something essential. So how do you feel about like having to like you know do like you know coming out with songs frequently and everything like that these days? Yeah, you just gotta stay relevant. You know what I mean? Now that's probably like my biggest problem. Like you know what I'm saying? I was like. I wasn't very consistent, like, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, you know, life happens, you know, we live in life day to day, you know what I'm saying? But the key now the days and the key to anything in life or doing anything is just being consistent, consistent. Even like, say, if you planting a seed, you've got to keep watering the seed, checking up on the plant. And you know what I mean? You just got to nurture it. So that's what I'm doing now with my music. I'm just being consistent in this day and age right now is just fast. Everything's moving fast. If you don't stay relevant and keeping up with the times, you'll be forgotten about. So that's the reason why I'm be putting out a lot of music, a lot of content. You know, just I'm just be flooding, flooding it right now until I get to where I got to go. And um, I'm going to still keep putting out music. But I just want to just stay relevant and, um, you know, stay loyal to my fan base that I do have, which is great. And, you know, just stay relevant and gain, gain some new fans out there also. So that's the point in my projects that I'm be putting out just to stay consistent and um, stay relevant. You know what I'm saying? And being at this computer age world where everything's fast, everything's on the go, everything's at the click of a button. So you just got to be you got to stay relevant and stay in the in the limelight, in, in the loop of things. You know what I mean? Because like how you said, like when I was back then you know it was a cd world it was it wasn't this fast now you could put out a song a video and it could just go viral in a matter of the seconds you know what i'm saying so it's just more or less just staying relevant and consistent and keeping up with the pace of the world today you know right and um 
you know, like on the, uh, I mean, like, well, relatively recently, that recently, like, you know, one of the main, like, I guess one of one of like the one of the, one of the primary topics, or one of the topics, I should probably say that you had been like talking about is like this, this computer age and everything like that. Um, because on Vanilla Daiquiri's, you said computers delegate us while still in our present data. So, um, yeah, exactly. can you speak a bit more on that? Uh, a bit more on that, and, and, and uh, you know, and what you mean by what you mean by that, and what influenced you to say that in that rhyme? It's like, um, you know, because now the computer is controlling everything. Social media is controlling everything, and you see what happened with the Facebook situation. They was they was stealing information. You know what I mean? It's like nothing's. You don't even have privacy no more. Like you know. It's like you sometimes you be on your phone. You ever search something on your web of your phone? Like ah, right, it might you might have been looking for a pair of shoes at Aldo's or something. And then when you jump on Facebook or Instagram, you see Aldo pop up on your Instagram feed. You be like, oh shit, the fuck! I was just you know, it's just like it's just crazy and it's it's kind of scary too. Like damn, it's like y'all niggas is watching everything that the fucking the, the, this device is controlling everything. Like you know, uh, it's like you can't. If you walk into a room or anywhere, everybody got their head down and is looking at a phone. Like, it ain't no, you know, it ain't even no more social interaction, like physically interaction, social, socializing. Like, everything is like computer, digital socializing. And then you got, you know, the internet's crazy. You got trolling and, you know, clout chasing and you know we, being that i'm from a different era we didn't have computers we didn't have information at the, the touch of our fingers we had to go seek information you know we had to go to the library we had to go look in a book to gain information now we just go on a computer or our handheld devices and capture the um information you know what i'm saying so the day this day and age we receive information in a different way and and it seemed like for some reason, like, everybody's got OCD or they don't, they too fast, they don't even take the time. Like, I'll like, I be putting out flyers and, you know, putting out content. You know, like, I might share a post, a flyer on Instagram with the flyer saying everything that needs to be said on it. People don't take the time to even just sit there and read real fast. They Everything just got to catch you the eye real fast. So, with that point being said, like... I'll release a flyer with the time, date, where it's at, how to get in, how to move forward. And the people are still tech reply on the comment and ask me, yo, where's the spot at? The spot is on the fucking flyer. You know what I'm saying? So you didn't even you just looked at it and didn't even take the time to read the sign. And that's what the, that's what people are losing now. Like you're not reading. Nobody's reading to really see. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, why do I have to explain what this is really being said if you just took the time to even just read it real fast? And sometimes you could even write what's on the flyer in your caption and the people will still bypass the words. You know what I mean? They won't even take the time to even fucking listen or um read the words. So it's just crazy that that's how fast the world is moving to where nobody takes the time to even one second to overview things and look at it for what it really is that's what life period people don't value certain things no more because that's how fast this day and age that we move in you know what i'm saying i mean yeah like you because like you know like now you're talking about that you were talking about um 
I think uh, cryptocurrency like TVH um, off of the Project Probe 2 and everything like that. And I was thinking back, um, you know, I was I was listening back to Better Late Than Never, and then I remember that uh, I, well, I can't, I forgot that you you did the the world today, and so it's such an interesting yeah. like. Yeah, cause I like I stay I stay I stay relevant. Like you know what I'm saying. I, like I like to know what's going around on me. Like you know what I'm saying. Like now the the um slogan is to stay woke, but you, you if you've already been woke, you ain't gotta stay woke. You know what I'm saying. So you gotta be awoke. You gotta be awake to the things that's going on. So I like to I like to speak about things, the current events, and what's going on in this time. You know what I'm saying. So I do put out. Um, subject matter that's based upon current events and just being straightforward. So I I read up on a lot. I read a lot. You know what I'm saying? And the more content, it's like reading, it opens up your mind as well too. So, you know, you got to stay relevant to what's going around in, around in your circumference and in your atmosphere. So it's good to read and watch and stay woke and, you know, be on point. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's if you listen to my music, it's just a a, a state of mind just to be woke and, you know, talk about what's going on. Cause like the average person, they, sometimes they like zombies and they not, they not woke. They just, you live in life, but you're not really living it. You know what I mean? You're just going with the flow and you're not, you're not capturing and take the time to really just, you know, observe things and see what life, what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So like, um, on, so when you did like the world today, um, way back when like did you ever even think like of all the shit that we be doing like uh going through now when it comes to like politics and like technology and everything like that mm, yeah but in a way not not like at this wide scale like on this big the way how big it is you know what i'm saying you know the world is developing every day as we speak you know what i'm saying so um yeah i know I, when i wrote the song i was just just talking about what was going on then at the time, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, even though, like, the Project Pope, it's like, that's like a person that, that you know, giving, relaying a message, you know what I mean? Trying to wake up the people. So, you, it's going to be this, um, it's going to be volumes of the Project Pope also. You might get a Project Pope 3, you might get a Project Pope 4. So, and that's my duty is to relay the message to the rap world and get my get my message out to the people and um just preach you know what i'm saying i'm not a preacher but through my music and to my listeners i have a voice you know what i mean and i have a mouth and i have something i have content that needs to be heard so you know i'm just be keep relaying the messages that i feel that needs to be um said to the world and and i'm not i'm not i'm not just totally conscious all the time i like to have fun i like to be in the parties and you know might take a drink here you know what i mean and have fun so i i'm like versatile i'm a person you know i could talk about this that but i'm not gonna talk about partying all the time because that's not what i do you know what i'm saying so you know you're gonna hear different type of records from me you're gonna have your concept records you're gonna have your party records you're gonna have your deep thinking records you know what i'm saying because that that's how the beats if the beat sound like I need to be in a party, I'm going to give you a party joint. If it sound like you need to think about it, well, it's got to be something conceptual. You know what I mean? I, I, I write based upon the beat. Some, or I might, sometimes I do have an idea. I just got to find the right beat. But for the most part, in my writing process, it's just based upon as soon as I hear the beat, it, the beat says it all to me. And that's what creates my content, the beat. It just draws everything. And I pick up the pen and I get the writing. You know what I mean? 
All right. So, so you just said pick up the pen. So, um, you don't write on your phone or anything like that, like how a lot of yeah, people do, do these days. Yeah, I, I write on the phone. I write on the phone. But when I'm, say, if I'm in the house or whatever, mm -hmm. I still got my rhyme books. You know what I'm saying? But I do write in my notes on my phone. But I still do writing. Like if you look at my pro the project Pope, the album credits and all that mm -hmm. shit, that's my handwriting right there. I wrote all that out. You know what I'm saying? So I do still write my rhymes here and there and everything. So I do still pick up the pen. I still write in the book and everything like that. I still take my notes and do all that. And I do write on the phone also. You know what I'm saying? Word. All right. So, um, so I always ask like everyone this when I when I do an interview. So like, do you ever um, do you like archive your rhymes or whatever like that? Because I mean, after a while, I mean, I know I I can I would imagine that's kind of difficult to to like to remember every rhyme for every song you've done. Yeah, like truthfully, like now, cause you know, um, I do. I got like probably like three book bags full of notebooks, like with mad rhymes, like. And, you know, from time to time, you know what I mean? I might just, oh, shit, let me go through this shit real fast. I'll pull it out, and I'll be like, damn. I'll look at it. I'll be like, damn, I wrote that shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, on some nice shit. We had the book of rhyme shit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, But as far as, like, trying to, you know, like, save it and all that, the ones that I do have in the phone, it's already linked to my um email anyway, like, type shit. So it's already processed. But once I lay it down, and it's in the um laid down and it's in the session. That's like that's like the the um the masters right there. So you know, what I mean, I got the masters. I got them all on my hard drive and everything like that. But yeah, as far as like remembering everything, you know, that's another thing. Some niggas don't even fucking. Uh, you might write the rhyme, and once you lay it down, me, I'll still write the rhyme and I'll still say it. 30, 40, 50 times to remember this shit. You know what I mean? Like how it was back in the days, you know? Because sometimes when you write it in the phone, you're only going to go back to it when it's written in the phone. But I'll go back and I'll, I'll keep reciting it and reciting it and reciting it until you remember the verse off the top of your head. Like, boom. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I can still spit my verses without looking at it. You know what I'm saying? How far do your rhyme books go back? Do they go back to the 90s or like 2000s or something like that? Yeah, I got some joints that go way yeah to like the 90s wow i do i yeah yeah i got the compositions i got the spiral notebooks i got the composition notebooks um yeah i still got those joints i got the joints i still got the rhymes i wrote for better late than never in the on the pads and all that even going back to put it on the line i still got those i even still got the rounds that i wrote when i did when i featured on ghost bulletproof wallet albums. i still got those rounds in the book too damn man yeah, 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 yeah. I don't throw my round books away, though. I don't, nah. I mean, with like, so do, do you ever get like, uh, well, I mean, so like, based, so right now, like, I'm based in, like, I'm based in um, Oklahoma, so like, I have this paranoia when it comes to like, the, like my writings and anything I do, that mm -hmm. like, it, the shit will be right, like, it'll just be like, you know, fucking like, fucked up in a tornado or some shit like that, so mm -hmm. I always have like, this fucking like, this paranoia when it comes to like, like, papers I have or whatever like that. Do okay, you ever, okay. like, do you ever feel that? Nah, nah, I don't feel that. I don't feel that. But I just, I keep them. It's like I keep them in my book bag and they store it away. You know what I mean? Like you know, maybe one day that book boy could come across my kids and like when I'm long gone, they kids or they'll pull it out the books and be like, oh shit, look what my dad wrote, look what my grandfather wrote. You know what I mean? Shit like that. So yeah, I got those shits tucked away and you know, um, 
hopefully they won't get lost in the sauce or in the flood or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's like those scriptures right there. So you started uh, rapping around the age of 12? Yeah, exactly. So I was probably like 12 years old when I first started rhyming, you know. Um, just kicking in. Well, I didn't take it too serious. You know, I'd be walking down the block, spitting rounds, and my people would be like, oh, shit, where the fuck you get that from? I was like, yeah, I'll just be writing. Well, that's just sound nice. You should keep it up. And that's what I did. I just kept rhyming and shit, like, you know what I mean? And, and I just never gave up, and I just... As the time went on, I just got nicer and nicer, and you know, just nurturing the seed that, um, and nurturing the talent that God has given me, you know. Right. So, um, do do you remember the the very first rhyme you ever wrote? Um, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. But uh, nah. But I could take it back to the memory of like, you know, me walking down the block with my friends and shit. Nah, I don't remember the first, first round, because that's way back, you know what I mean? But, um, nah, I don't remember the first, first Zach round, nah. Alright, so, um, I know, like, in, in some of your interviews, you were, um, you know, you talk about video music box and everything like that, and you were talking specifically about, um, I think MC Shan's Left Me Lonely and shit. Yeah, 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 that was the one, that was the song in the video that really inspired me to round. I remember that vividly, watching that shit. You know, on the floor model, I don't even know if you know what the floor model TV is, but those are them big grandma TVs with the, the knob you could turn, you had the antenna on top of the shit. It was like a wooden TV, and you know, you, the whole out casing was wood, and you only had the screen. It was like a big bubble screen and shit. So I remember just sitting in front of that shit watching um, Video music box in the MC Shan video, Left Me Lonely, came on and he was looking dope with the Kango on, with the lawsuit, and that, that's a memory, that to me that was hip hop right there, you know what I mean, rocking the Kango, bucket hat, you know what I'm saying, and looking fly to Adidas and, or whatever, you had your Pumas on, you know what I mean, you was looking fresh at suede ballys and all that shit, so that, that was like, that was, that was the visual that I saw it, I was like, this is hip-hop right here, like, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't none of that tight jean shit, and, you know, niggas wearing dresses and shit, and, you know, to each his own or whatever, but the, the hip-hop that I remember was Kangos, and, you know, everybody got different styles, but that's the, that was the essence of hip-hop that I remember, and that's what made me want to start rhyming, that song right there was the one that was like, damn, I need to be an MC right there. Right, and um, and tell me, tell me some more about this. Uh, tell me about this, uh, this Casio keyboard that you had back in the day too. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. We had a Casio keyboard, like me and my brothers would share. And you know, you could press the little button and it had made created his own beat. It was like it was sound like um, it was just sounds like crazy <laughs> shit. And niggas would try to rhyme off that shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we had the Casio. It was like a Casio um long keyboard. It was just something that my parents bought us. My parents was into music too. Like my father was always on um, playing records, you know. Um, had the eight tracks, um, forty five, you know what I mean. And he would just back then when he was playing the music, that old soulful shit. I was like, Yo, Dad, this music is whack, you know what I'm saying. But as I got older and I got into the music and hip hop, 
and as I got older, me and him would sit down. He, as I got older, like in my, you know, late teens and twenties, and he go back and play them records again, and I'd be like, oh, that shit is hot. You know what I mean? Now I got to appreciate the the music that he grew up off of. You know what I'm saying? So, and because that's what hip hop is, we sample those records now. You know what I mean? So that's why when I did get into rhyming and rapping and all that shit, and then. I would hear those records when I was rhyming now that he's playing. I'd be like, damn, them shit, that shit was fat. You know, that shit wasn't whack. You know what I mean? The shit was dope. You know what I mean? So I always been around music because my father would, you know, late nights and my moms would be in the kitchen or in the living room blasting the music, playing the records and shit. So it, ever since I was a little kid, you know what I mean? We, I was just probably just made for music. You know what I mean? based upon just saying my father played the records back in the days and shit. Mm, so uh, do you have any other musicians in your family? Um, yeah, you know, my, my, I, or my on the Trial and Error um, album, my cousin, you know what I'm saying? She's a singer. Me and her collaborated on the song. Yeah, you know, we got some talented people in my family, but as far as, like, people that made it, like, you know, put out records also, nah, you know, you got people that... My grandmother, she was a pastor, so I would be around church and shit, you know what I mean, playing the drums and things like that. So, yeah, I, always around, I was always around music, though, you know what I'm saying? But as far as my family, nah, there ain't nobody that went mainstream or made it, but we always around music. You know, every music is soothing it, it's heals, it soothes the savage beast, you know what I mean? Music is just everything, man. It controls a lot, you know what I mean? It push you and sets you in different moods. You know what I mean? It'll put you in a happy mood. It'll have you in a wild mood. It'll have you in a depressed mood. And those are the certain songs. Like, all right. And songs, music helps you get through times and periods of your life. You know what I mean? Or it'll take you back to a period in your life. Because it'll be a song that you remember at this point. Oh, damn, that sound. Remember? That was the summer of 1998. You know what I mean? It'll take you back to that. Or, like, you might hear a song, oh, that was when I was in the 11th grade, I remember this song, you know what I mean? So, music is like a time chamber, like, you know what I'm saying? It could take you back, it could take you back to a certain period in your life, you know what I mean? Music cultivates the culture, and it captures, um, you know, like a time period, like decades, and you know what I mean? In that part of your life, you know what I'm saying? So, music is very inspirational, man, you know what I'm saying? When did our TMF start? Um, TMF, that was, yeah, TMF, that's the crew. Um, it started, it started around the time, like, we started around, like, 12, 13, it was a crew. You know, it's bigger than music, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, my childhood friends, you know what I'm saying? Um, but the three MCs is me, Crime Life, and Tommy Whispers, you know what I mean? Shout out to my brothers. We still doing it together. We put out the, um, Most Fed mixtape a few years back. That was, like, a, um... You know, that was like a old and paying homage to the Wu-Tang. We took um, one of the records from each of the clan members, but we took the original sample and made the beat out of that. And we flipped it and bounced it and made it into our own song. You know what I mean? And, and um, we created the most fed album. And yeah, TMF, you know, that's still my partners. We, just, we always at the um, listening party the other night. I mean, the album release party the other night. We all graced the stage the other night. You know what I mean? My brothers, like um, Tommy Whispers, he got a new album about the drops called New Hawk City. And then my man Crime Life, he got a joint that's going to drop too. You know what I mean? It's called Heavy Duty. 
So he's going to be putting that out. You know, um, the new Hawk City joint is already mixed and mastered and ready to be released. So you'll be hearing from um, Tommy Whiskers, the new Hawk City. I'm on that one. And I'm, you know, I'm on my brother Crime Life's um, album as well. So we still doing the same thing that we love to do. We still together. We still putting out joints. You know what I mean? And, and um, you should be hearing some some new music from TMS as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, the um, yeah, the uh, the most fed joint. Yeah, it was an interesting project. So I think I think by the time this is probably like to the third track, I realized y'all were like redoing like some of those like you know early. Yeah. album the samples on there and like yeah. it was interesting too because i mean because you know it's like y'all did like have a, like interesting interesting spins on it and everything like that especially yeah. like how y'all made the beats bigger in certain cases exactly and yep and that was that was the whole that was the whole um that was the whole idea behind it you know what i mean we just didn't want to rhyme over their beat like you know per se even though it was it's their beat like because you know it was, but we just took the sample of that song flipped it and made a new beat out of it it's still the same way it's still the same sample but it ain't the same actual beat in the way it was like you know what i mean so that's why i mighty healthy we took that sample and now the name of that song that we did you we called it mucho healthy like you know what i'm saying um even the verbal intercourse one we did we called it verbal fellatio you know what i mean um what else the um what was the um the Capadonna record, the Burial Grounds? That was the um I forgot the name of the song that we took it from, but we just switched it, you know what I'm saying, and came up with our own own title. What it looked like was the um Method Man um sample, you know what I mean? Um yeah, we just we just we just rocked it like that, you know what I mean? All right, so um are, are y'all going to do like another um addition to like to to the uh, Toss More Fire series? Yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. But the we're gonna work on the album. It's TMF, ten million fans. You know what I'm saying? Because TMF, we break it down like an acronym for each everything we do. See, like the most fed. That's TMF, the most fed. So, um, the TMF, the album that we're gonna put out is gonna be ten million fans. You know what I'm saying? So, look out for that one. We working on that one right there. You know what I'm saying? Word. Um. So, so um, was so was your first placement on Shaheem's album? Yeah, is even uh, that no? Yeah, it was Brown Hornet album, the Underground oh, the Emperor. Album. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the Underground Emperor. It was the um song, One Shot Deal. Okay. And that was me, Brown Hornet, and Tommy Whispers was on that song. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was my first placement right there. It then it was the Manchild joint, Shaheen Manchild. And then after that, it was the um Bulletproof Wallace. Bulletproof right. Wallace was like the, my biggest one though, my first breakthrough though. But first time being on like Wax was the um Underground Emperor Papa Brown Hornet joint. One shot right. there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um so um so so the uh, so so the the joint on man child because it's, it's so it's TMF so it's it's like labeled as TMF featuring TMF and Killer Army and yeah, everything like that yeah 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 because me um, me and Tommy Whispers was on that record on the man child record I think it was what it's called One Life to Live yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so yeah it was me and Tommy Whispers on it so we just was like I right. they they um featuring TMF because it was 
two members out of the group on it. You know what I'm saying? And Killer Army, that was Don Pacino, so he was featured like that on it. You know what I'm saying? Word. Yeah, yeah. Fucking with Trife, you must have skipped class. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, you must have skipped class, didn't take notes and all that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, so um, because I I, I know you have a, you have a, a relationship with Shaheen because you guys have done like y'all y'all have, y'all have, like collabed over the years and everything like that. So yeah, how did yeah. um, so uh, how did how did that placement on Manchild come about? Oh, uh, you know, he was just in the studio around that time. You know, he, I think he, was, he recorded that song in the D and D studios back in the day. D and D studios was um Premier's um studio up there in New York. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah, um, he was just. He was recording his album, you know, and we would just go there every day, you know, running around with him and shit, you know what I mean? And we would just go to the studio. And I met Big L during that time, too, because Big L had the song on his album. That's so right, I remember, right. yeah, 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 I remember meeting Big L back then, you know what I'm saying? And Big L had wrote his rhyme on the Shaheen, um, you know, for that song. He wrote that shit right there in the studio. I, I witnessed that. I witnessed him writing his rhyme right there in the studio, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I've been around in the studio a long time. I watched a lot of legends, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm easy, like, my my um style is crafted, too, because I've seen a lot of great MCs in the element of recording and stuff like that, you know? Right, right. And, you know, like, so when I was doing, like, I was doing research for this interview and everything, a song that, like, totally, like, um, I, I totally forgot about was that you on Killer Shy's album, God Walk on Water, uh, Rest yeah, in Peace, Killer Shy, yeah. and everything like that. One has one hand washed the other with, uh, with Tragedy. Yeah. Damn, man. I, I, I mean, that, that's a dope song, too, because I realized that that was also, like, when the J Love mixtape, too, way back when, um, yep, uh, yep, Endless yep. Tragedies and shit like that. Exactly. Um, yep. So I would go out to Queens and shit, cause that's where Jay Love would record his music and shit. So I would take trips from Staten Island, go all the way to Queens. You know what I mean? Chop it up with them niggas. And Tragedy used to come to the studio. Killer Shy used to be there. Large Professor used to come through. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's where I gained relationships with them people out there in Queens, like back then. Like you know what I mean? Jay Love, me and him. That was at the mixtape awards one year. That was around the time like um Pretty Tony album came out and I was on a biscuits joint and I bumped into Jay Love and he, he was at the mixtape awards. He was like, Y'all fuck with your music, man. He's like, yo, you're a dope MC and you know, shout out to Jay Love because he took notice of me. He like, you know, when niggas doing mixtapes, he used to always play my my joints on his mixtapes. And me and him formed a good relationship, so I would always you know, go out to Queens, and that's how J Love was um, became Ghost's DJ during that time. Cause me and J Love was mad cool, and Ghost was a DJ at the time. So I was like, J Love DJ, you know what I mean? So I was like, yo, fuck it, why you might as well just you know snatch up J Love and he could be the DJ and shit, you know what I mean? So you know, I believe in like you know, you look out for me, I look out for you. You know what I'm saying? I bring people, I bring people into the, um, you know, in the circle, you know what I mean, that's willing to do things and help the team out, you know what I mean, and see, if you see the vision that we trying to do, and you could be a part of it, you know what I mean, bring them in, let's, let's work together, and, you know, let's work, let's work, you know what I mean? Right, 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 um, so, you're, so you're best friends with, with, uh, with Ghostface's brother and everything like that, 
So, um, so like, you know, uh, I mean, well, you know, you, I mean, you, you kind of talked about like how you eventually like got, got along with gold, I mean, you know, got with Ghostface and everything like that, um, in other interviews, but like around the time, like a, a 36 Chambers and everything like that, like how was like his brother, like talking to you about like, you know, like his brother being like a part of the woo and like, you know, 36 Chambers coming out and everything like that around that time? No, he's just, we was kids back then, you know what I mean? We was just hype. You know what I'm saying? I remember them niggas came through. They used to come through the hood around that time. They shot the Kenneth B shit. We was little kids. Just be, oh, shit. You know what I mean? We was just happy to see them niggas in the hood. And then to see people that we looked up to and make it on TV, that inspired us. Like, yo, we got to fucking, we could, do, we could make it out of this motherfucker, too. So that was like a big inspiration. The goal was just to get out the fucking projects. You know what I'm saying? We still come back. You know what I mean? Chop it up. But all reality, man, niggas, the goal is to get the fuck out the projects, man. So you got niggas that, yo, I ain't never leaving the hood and all that shit. Yeah, man, get the fuck out of here with that shit. You need to leave the hood. The project is go project, man. It was a project. It's just for you to, you know, get yourself established and get the fuck up out of there. You got people that have stayed in the project, living in the project for 40 years. Uh, you know what I mean? That ain't, that ain't what it is. You, this is just a spot where, all right, this going to help you get out of this motherfucker. But, you know, dealing with the elements nowadays in the projects, you get caught up into that shit. You know what I'm saying? But the idea, the whole idea of you got to get out, man. You, don't, you ain't got to be stuck in the hood. You know what I mean? It's good to fucking travel the world and see things differently. You know what I'm saying? It's, you gotta get out, and, and you gotta get out the hood, man. That's that's the goal and the objective to better yourself and um give your kids a better life, live a better life. You know what I mean? And to do that, you gotta work hard and accomplish your goals to get out to your surroundings to where like ain't nothing good in the projects, man. You got killings, even the stores, the corner stores, you got liquor stores on every corner, man. You don't need your kids growing up in an environment like that because now it's like you're not breaking the cycle, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, I ain't saying it was bad to grow up in the projects, but the goal is to get out of the projects, you know what I mean? It, it, it builds you. Growing up in the project, it builds you. It makes your, ten, your skin tough, and you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, that shit could deter you also, man. But the goal is to get out the projects. Get your kids a better life, man, so they don't got to grow up around the things that we had to grow up around. Drugs and, you know, abuse, shootings. And, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't rather my son be, my son or daughter be a straightforward, you know what I mean? But you still got to know what's going on in the world. Like, being a black man in America and shit, you know, it's, it's rough out here. But as far as, like, you know, having them, have them grow up like how we had to grow up, you know what I mean? Nah, man, the best thing to do is nurture your kids and your seeds and teach them a better way, man, you know what I mean? Word, man, like, because, um, cause, I mean, you know, you, I mean, you know, I, you've gone through, like, a lot of trials and tribulations and everything, and, you know, you've talked about, like, um, you know, the period of when you were trying to um, finish up Better Late Than Never and everything like that. Um, you know, like during that time, like I guess, like and just through like other, um, you know, things that you know, I guess, um, influenced trial and error, which will be coming out soon. Um, did you was it ever like a time where you just like kind of just like wanted to give up on rap or like just stop doing it and do something else? Yeah, it's like you know, there's a time I didn't ever want to give up on it, but there's like times where like you know I didn't have the, it wasn't in me, like you know what I mean, and I didn't have the feel or the 
it wasn't inspiring me, like you know what I mean. So I had to go out and do other things, you know, and, and find a different way, means of hustling, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, it was a time and period. I always loved the music, but there was a time and period where I wasn't inspired. And um, you'll hear, you'll hear, you'll hear my stories and what I gotta say on Challenge Era. It'll let you know what the fuck I was going through and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, like, yeah, I feel like every, um, I mean, I feel like that there's a period, like, with almost every musician's life, or artist's life, I should probably say, uh, more generally, where there's, like, a period where, like, it's just something going on, and, you know, you just lose it for a bit, but it comes back to you, and I feel like, you know, a lot of times, you know, that's, like, what really, um, like, makes the difference between, like, a real artist and someone who may just, like, do it, you know, just for, like, a confessade or whatever like that, like, some shit happens, and, like, you know, they just give up completely, and, like, they just totally transformed but then like it's like the people who still like you know keep on with it and everything like that you know what i'm saying yeah yeah definitely definitely because you know as you grow in life man you know what i mean things changing like i said earlier things changing in life where right, i gotta put this on hold real fast let me let me let me do what i gotta do right here real fast you know what i mean especially i this shit ain't putting no food on the table right now you know what i'm saying so i gotta go out there and find an avenue that is gonna feed my children, you know what I mean? Or put a roof over my head, and you know what I mean? So there's many different obstacles that, you know, put shit, sometimes something gotta just stop right here. All right, let me put this on hold real fast and let me get to it. Let me handle this over here. And then, you know what? I'm gonna come back and grab that back, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's like what I had to do. I had to take a little take a little break real fast, you know what I'm saying? And, and, get back to it and that's what i'm that's what i'm doing right now that's why i put out the i got back into the shit i got the gears blowing again you know what i mean um brushed off my shoulders you know what i mean and jumped right back in the booth and um right now it's like right now i'm building my brand you know what i mean my legacy for my kids and um this is now that I'm, i i learned a lot of things you know what i'm saying i learned like how to you know build my own business you know what i'm saying my own brand and um, I'm going to just use the music now as a stepping stone to get to where I got to go, you know what I mean, to the next point in the chapter of my life, you know what I'm saying? Word, man, that's what's up. Um, I know I'm going over time and everything like the time I told Jason, but um, before I let you go, All right. uh, this is just a... Um, this is a question that a burning question I've had for years, like just dealing with, like just when it comes to you and Ghostface and everything like that. Um, when it, On the 718 album... Uh, the the who we are drink with uh, with Bone Crusher. How, how did that uh that pri- how did that song come about? Um, it was just like I think me and Ghost was just in the car one time and the beat came on. I think the sample was from Scooby Doo or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, we was in the car and um, Ghost like, yo, that beat sound fat. That should sound fat. You know what I mean? And um, I think we got the hook first. The hook was there. Um, my manager at the time, he was around Atlanta, whatever, whatever, and he bumped, we think we bumped heads with Bone Crusher, and um, manager had, like, yo, got a record, you know what I mean, that you, I think, needs you to do a hook on it real fast, and um, he gave the um, record to Bone Crusher, Bone Crusher did the hook, and then he sent it back to us, and then we wrote the song around that right there, you know what I mean, so... Yeah, that yeah, that was that's that's how that song came about. It was nothing too crazy or whatever, whatever. But yeah, we just knocked it out, and that's what the song became. You know what I mean? I think I laid my verse first, 
I think, yeah, yeah, I did lay my verse first. Yeah, I laid my verse first, and then Ghost had laid his verse after that. You know what I mean? Word, man, yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, it's a dope project, and, you know, better late than never, up until the Project Pope 2, man, you're just a, a very consistent artist, man, just with your, your technicality and everything like that, your wordplay, yeah, your storytelling that, and everything. Man. I appreciate that, and then, like, I feel like I got better with time, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It, like, it's a difference between, like, I, you ain't here from me in about a couple of years, and, you know what I mean? I felt, me, as an artist, I felt I got even more better, you know what I mean? Even with my time lapse and my hiatus, I came back without like feeling I missed the beat. You know what I mean? I didn't miss a beat. I still got my ten toes down. I'm still able to, you know, spit and make sense of what I'm spitting. And my sound is still relevant to the time that's going on right now. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just want to thank God for that and just tell the listeners, you know what I mean? Let them know, yo, you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram. It's Trifecta718, you know what I mean? That's T-R-I-F-E-C-T-A-718 on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter, Trife Diesel, and um, my SoundCloud, Trife Diesel777. And um, my Facebook fan page is Trife Diesel as well. So um, just even if you just Google me, Trife Diesel, just Google me, Trife Diesel, everything should pop up. Um, go over to TrifeDiesel.com. I got the CDs for sale. I got T-shirts for sale, merch. Um, it'll update you on everything that's going around on with me. You know what I mean? The news, you know what I mean? Just follow me on all social media platforms. And if you want to know what Trey Diesel is about, that's the place where you can find out. You know what I mean? Look out for that um, trial and error. Look out for that EP with, with me and M80. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, go cop that Project Pope too. We would cop it off Bandcamp. Right now, it's on all the digital sites. Um, it's on Apple Music. It's on Tidal. It's on Spotify. It's on Amazon, Google Play. It's everywhere, every platform that you get streaming. Project Pope 2 is out there right now. You buy it off the website, or you could just stream it on your, um, you know, the, the platforms. You know what I mean? So I'm out here working, man. Just um, stay in tune with me, man. And, yo, I appreciate you for having me on the joint. And you know what it is, um, Trey Diesel, Wu Tang Forever, you know what I mean? And, and that's what it is, bro. No doubt, no doubt. Thanks for coming on. And uh, this has been another edition of the Wu Tang Podcast. You can check us out at Wu Tang Podcast on yes, Twitter, yes, on sir. SoundCloud. Yes, Be sure sir. to subscribe. If you want to come on the podcast, you want to chop it up with me with, on a nice Wu album, whatever like that, hit me up yes, at Wu Tang Podcast at gmail.com. And yes, we out. Right. And we Peace. out. Trey Diesel, one.